Welcome in. It's the August 24th edition of the PFF Betting Podcast. We just wrapped up the Jaguars-Saints Monday night football matchup. Uh, Got quite a few takeaways as well. The Jaguars thankfully kicked in through the back door, uh, came through for us in the end. It has been a great couple weeks of preseason action. I, for one, uh, don't really want the preseason to end at this point. I think we should push back the regular season maybe a few more <laughs> weeks, keep the preseason going as long as possible because it has brought, ushered in uh, probably one of the best heaters of my gambling career at this point in time. Not a DFS not a DFS heater. I haven't actually haven't really been playing DFS in the preseason at this point in time, but from a betting perspective I have been uh, you know feeling it at this point in time. I would like to keep uh, the gravy train rolling at this point, but Alas, I'm sure it's going to come to an end here quickly. But Eric, we saw Trevor Lawrence uh, didn't necessarily. He made some throws. I will say that uh, I don't really think Urban Meyer. You know, I don't really think the Jaguars offensive play con really put him in a great position. Gardner Minshew looked okay. Had an interception in the end zone when they were driving. Uh, and then CJ Beathard came in and basically, you know, moved the ball at will against the Saints third stringers at this point. What are you making of Trevor Lawrence at this point in time in his evaluation? Is there any way that he is not the starter week one uh, in Jacksonville? No, I mean, I think with a lot of these games, there has been nothing that has changed. So interestingly, the way the preseason has happened, nothing really has changed our opinion on these players, right? Like right. We, we, we knew Andy Dalton was not going to be very good and Justin Fields was going to be was going to be good. I think, you know, the, the Bills performance wasn't the best, uh, but we still like he should be starting week one. Um, Zach Wilson, I, you know, we've liked Zach Wilson for a lot. We've advised over on the Jets um, and and he's looked every bit the part. Right. Uh, Trey Lance, low floor, high ceiling. We expected that, but that's part of the reason why he's probably not going to start over Garoppolo, right? Like those are things that we talked about, you know, prior to this season. Um, and, you know, unless you're a Niners fan and wanted Trey Lance, that was going to be the the end result. Matt Jones is the high floor, possibly low ceiling quarterback that's probably ready to start today. And that's right. what he's shown so far in New England. Um, it'll be interesting now with Cam, you know, with the COVID thing, whether or not he – you know, does take a backseat to, to Mac Jones. And, and so tonight, like, Trevor Lawrence wasn't great. Um, certainly he flashed at times. The, that throw where he rolled left and got it to LaVisca Chenault, I think, for his first completion and, like, their only first down in the first quarter. That was a pretty impressive play. Um, he moves around really well. There was a play where he kind of looked like Pat Mahomes scrambling uh, yep. and picking up a first down and taking a hit and stuff. So, like, the, there's it, there's good stuff there. Minshew was exactly who he's always been, a guy who's plucky, who can, you know, complete balls, but also there was a guy five yards behind two defensive backs, he underthrew the deep ball, right? There there was always going to be limitations to his game. And so if we came into the season thinking Lawrence was ahead of Minshew, like we have not changed our mind because of this preseason. And, you know, this isn't like a Drew Brees, uh, Philip Rivers sort of situation, right? Like, this is what it is. And so interestingly, I want to ask you, Ben, as it relates to the futures market, where are you looking now? Because there were 
preseason was more of a confirmation of anything, right? Right. Than it was a revelation of things. So when you look at the futures market right now, Kansas City five to one, Tampa six to one. We got them at seven to one. I think that's good value. Buffalo at ten to one, DraftKings, Green Bay at thirteen to one, Ravens and Niners fourteen to one, along with the Rams. Uh, Cleveland sixteen to one are all the teams that are twenty or one or better. Is there any team in that group that's now bettable as a result of this preseason? I mean, I would say not anything that has changed throughout this preseason, right? Like, if I'm still looking at a team to actually bet on and win the Super Bowl at this point in time, I haven't seen anything from the upper echelon of teams that's going to sway me in their direction at this point in time. There might be a couple that are like long shot odds, uh, much lower than what you basically described that could be you know, maybe have improved just a little bit. A team, for example, that we saw tonight, like we have been low on the Saints in general. We talked about them, you know, being under their win total, nine and a half. Uh, We weren't sure, you know, what exactly they were going to do at the quarterback position, if they were actually going to start Taysom Hill or if they were going to go with Jameis Winston, kind of like our preference. I think, you know, you and Timo Risque have basically been the hype train leaders of the Jameis Winston bandwagon for the past two or three years. Um, And what he showed tonight makes me nervous about having faded the Saints at this point in time, right? So that's a team that I'm kind of, they're a team, and I'm almost like reevaluating teams from that perspective more so than finding teams that I'm buying into uh, in the Super Bowl prop market. So I still think a team like the Chiefs um, and maybe to a lesser extent, like the Green Bay Packers are probably the two teams that I would be comfortable betting at this point in time. But they haven't really shown us anything in the preseason market at this point to maybe, you know, um, move the needle one way or the other. But the teams that I'm kind of looking at um, are the next tier and below teams that have looked really good. The guys, you know, Zach Wilson and the New York Jets with Corey Davis looking like a legitimate bona fide number one receiver and Zach Wilson looking like maybe the best rookie quarterback at this point in time right now, right? So I think from that perspective, those are the teams that I'm looking at that um, I would be interested in. Maybe not necessarily buying into in the Super Bowl futures market, but, um, you know, like an AFC East better or something like that. I do think the Jets have piqued my interest in that regard. Um, and then from the other perspective, the Saints, right? Like we were low on them, been t- down on them. Uh, but what Jameis Winston showed tonight is not something that I want to be fading throughout the whole season. So how, how is... How is that, um, you know, how is what you saw basically from Jameis and your understanding of him and what you've seen from him previously kind of shaping your current perspective of the Saints team? Are they a team that can challenge for a playoff spot in the NFC at this point in time, do you think? I think so, for sure. And and the issue is, is just nine is just such a hard hill to climb. Mm-hmm. But you look at their schedule, you know, they're at home against the Packers. They're dogs in that game. They did open favorites that game. They're going to be at Panthers. That They're a, a favorite in that game, probably, in all likelihood. Um, at Patriots, they'll probably be dogs. Home to the Giants, so they're a favorite. And then at Washington, might be a pick, maybe, depending on how Jameis is. Right. And then you go Bucks, Seahawks, Falcons, Titans. That's a tough road. Bills are two weeks after that. Cowboys are a week after that. Bucks again, Dolphins. I mean, excuse me, There's. it's not an easy schedule. Like you, they basically need the 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 Falcons and Panthers to roll over for this to be a play, right? Like they're not. I, I don't know. Like I look at the schedule and I think to myself, it's a lot like Washington, where there are good things about Washington. There are things where I'm a bit nervous about being like, 
hey, fade this team to oblivion. I'm not like, I'm not piling on more in my unders bets to the Saints. Right. But I'm not betting over any. I'm like, I'm not hedging anything with them because, like, as much as I like Jameis, like, I think Jameis, uh, I don't, I think Jameis's range of outcomes is way too wide. And there are, and they could win nine games. They go, you know, push this or win eight games. And Jameis played fantastic football and just not be good enough around him. Like, right. he's throwing to Callaway today. Like, he's throwing, like, they don't have players after losing Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, also losing Cook. They're going to cut uh, Latavius Murray in all likelihood. So, like, I just don't know where it all comes from for them. Fantasy football season is here, and no one can prepare you better for your draft than PFF. For just $9.99, you can get access to PFF's Fantasy Football Draft Guide, player rankings, and projections. I'm dropping new projections basically every day at this point in time. Some other content writers are also coming out with articles every single day on their rankings. You can get basically all of PFF's blocked article content, cheat sheets for your fantasy draft, plus so much more. Again, that's PFF's Fantasy Suite for just $9.99. Draft smarter than your league mates this season. NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for Week 1. Bet just $1 in any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any Week 1 game. That's promo code PFF to get you free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Right, definitely. And I do think you bring up a really good point. Like, obviously, Marcus Callaway looked really good tonight. Um, but is he, you know, anywhere close to a legitimate number one receiving threat in any offense in the NFL? No. I mean, the hype is going to be overblown at this point in time. Uh, but they just don't have the playmakers around anybody. I do know, pe- you know, obviously people are buying into Elvin Kamara. But, um, you know, those low average depth of target plays aren't what's going to – aren't aren't where Jameis has been successful previously. Um, and he needs somebody, a playmaker downfield to be able to make some of those plays. Obviously I don't think the Jaguars defense um, was anywhere close to, you know, even stopping Jameis and Marks Callaway tonight. But I do think that, um, you know, they, they aren't going to be able to do that every week in and week out, especially against some of the teams that they're going to have to face in the NFC. So I do agree with you. Um, it's definitely not a spot that I do want to be piling on a la Washington football team, those sorts of situations. But I do think that um, maybe taking a pause, seeing how Jameis actually performs the first couple of weeks of the season, making sure that Sean Payton even has him as the starter. Because I, I do think he won the job tonight, but um, you know, there's always this lingering question about what Sean Payton's actually going to do at that quarterback position. So we'll see. I do have, I have been seeing uh, this popular promotion coming up, a few different sports books though. Going back to your Super Bowl question, uh, there are some promotions where you can bet on um, say, for instance, you can wager $50 on a Super Bowl favorite, and any time that team wins, you collect $5 back. Do you think, uh, just based on that simple promotion, would you be wagering on uh, you know, the favorite, basically, the Chiefs or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Or do you think there still constitutes something where you're looking at the tier below those two teams to kind of uh, maximize the expected value on a promotion like that? What do you think of that promotion that you have? 
Well, if the promotion is you can only bet the favorite, I feel like you bet the favorite. No, like you don't, you don't, you can bet any team basically. Oh, okay. Um, um I mean, and you'd get and you get paid out on their Super Bowl odds if they win, of course. But you also collect five dollars for every single time that they win throughout the course of the yeah, season. Yeah, so up to that I mean, point. you you sort of have to look. We could we could certainly run through those numbers. That'd be kind of a fun article idea to to use the simulation. Um. But like take Kansas City for example, if you have a ten win season for Kansas City, I feel like that's a disappointment. But that bet that bet comes out as zero EV then, right? Right. Like, right. Or you're just free rolling the you're, you're free rolling the actual yeah you're free roll free rolling basically the Super Bowl outcome basically at that point in time, right? So yeah, so so for teams like Green Bay, teams like the Bucks, teams like the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Browns, um. You know, they're, you know, but even like for a team like the Browns, like an obvious ruin, right? Like, let's say the Browns do what they did in 2019 and go like six and 11, um, seven and seven and 10 or something, you're losing $15 on the bet, right? Like, right. And, and so that that's a, a small price to pay for the pay, you know, for the, um, for the EV there. I mean, obviously, like, honestly, you should find what I would do is is collect you know take a group of teams. I mean, how many times can you bet it? Do you have, I think you, you can just bet it once per site, basically. I see, so you okay. really have the because I, I would find as many outs as I could, and I would bet right. literally all the teams that aren't like Houston, Detroit, right. um, you know, Philadelphia teams that have like, in my opinion, no chance to win the Super Bowl, and then you know you're probably like that's a, probably about as good of a plus EV portfolio as you can get. Right. Yeah, definitely. So I have when I've been approaching the bet, I have been taking the Chiefs um, every chance I can get. I do. Th- I think that might be the correct approach, but I do agree with you. I do think it makes an interesting idea um, to kind of run some of those numbers, get the exact expected value based on each team for how they're going to perform. But, um, you know, in saying that there are tons of promotions, there's tons of odds boosters tons of other available opportunities for people to build their bankroll. Make sure you're looking at, you know, everything that's available, but make sure you also understand the odds boost and things that are taking place, right? So when an odds boost moves from something like plus 350 to plus 400, you're not getting the same value as you are from an odds boost that's moving from like minus 115, minus 110 to plus 120. You want to look for some of those numbers that are crossing, you know, minus into positive territory. That's the situation where you're going to get the most value on that break-even percentage. So um, there's definitely some mathematical things where some of the odds boosts that certain sites are putting out just aren't justifiable or worthwhile, even in, you know, an improved odds or state of mind. But I do think that um, there's definitely opportunities if you're looking in the right places, if you're looking for the right things, that you can definitely build, you know, a pretty worthwhile bankroll pretty quickly here uh, with the land grab that is happening in the sports betting market at this point in time. And we will be with you every step of the way. Um, you know, PFF Betting Podcast is going to be here. We also have some great tools coming out on PFF.com. We got some power rating, new look power ratings page. Of course, we have Green Line, NCA, NFL. Um, we've got a ton of fantasy football, and the player props tool is going to be live before we know it as well. I can't wait for it. Um, so, I, you know, it's going to be coming really quickly, and there's going to be, you know, a lot of opportunities in week one as well from a promotions and odds boost standpoint. So make sure you continue to tune in, tune into the PFF betting podcast, PFF forecast. Uh, make sure you're checking out all that great winning content under the PFF.com betting uh, dashboard. So from Ben Brown, joined by Eric Eager. Appreciate you guys listening to the PFF betting podcast.